Ethos is defined as the moral character, nature, disposition, and customs of a people or culture. One could say that a fire department organization's mission, vision, and values are a reflection of its ethos. But what is your personal ethos? What boundaries, rules, and principles do you subscribe to that make you who you are? In today's episode, I'll talk specifically about what a warrior ethos is, why it's important, and why it would be advantageous to establish a warrior ethos in your own life. Spoiler alert, you probably already operate under a warrior ethos and you just don't know it. are a firefighter and an EMS professional. You are a part of a worldwide brotherhood of dedicated servants and you put your life on the line every day for others. Because of that, you deserve better. We are often our own worst enemies and it's time to own it. Let's work to improve and change the status quo. That change starts with us, right here, right now. In every situation we're faced with, as we see a need, we own it and we act. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited. Hey everyone, my name is Ryan Rodriguez and I'm the founder of Ignited and your host for the Ignited Firefighter Podcast. The Ignited Movement is a brotherhood of firefighters who challenge the status quo through a forum dedicated to self-improvement and accountability. In each of these episodes, we discuss a myriad of different things challenging the fire service today from leadership and tactics to how to improve ourselves physically as well as mentally. We aim to civilize the mind but make savage the body. And even though the focus is on the fire service, topics and principles we discuss can be applied by professionals everywhere. That being said, let's light the spark. Every one of us operates based on the moral boundaries that have been established by our upbringing or by the boundaries we've set for ourselves. Ultimately, this is our ethos. My goal in this episode is to help you consciously identify or even establish your own personal ethos so that you have a clear idea of who you are and what you stand for. You've heard the saying, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. By establishing your own personal ethos, you'll be able to stand firm in your principles when others might flounder and fall under the pressure of external influence. Now, this relates to the fire service because it's a profession that is built on a warrior ethos, specifically. Duty, honor, and selflessness are all elements of what our profession is based on. These are all key elements of the warrior ethos. So what is the warrior ethos exactly, and and why should we care? Well, every warrior proceeds from these elements, courage, selflessness, love and loyalty to one's comrades, patience, self-command, and the will to endure adversity. Tell me these aren't things that fall right in line with what it means to be a firefighter. So let's break down each of these elements. Number one, courage. Courage is a basic requirement for doing this job. There aren't many who can be so adaptable and calm under the most extreme circumstances. At our most basic level, 
were required to run into burning buildings in an effort to save lives and property. And that takes courage. Number two, selflessness. The group comes before the individual. Selflessness produces courage because it binds men together and proves to each individual that they are not alone. This is the central tenet to the warrior ethos. By our desire to help others at great personal risk, we are, by definition, selfless. Now, it may be in that one thing, but nevertheless, we are selfless in what we do for our career. But let's not rest on our laurels in this. Our sense of selflessness shouldn't stop when we take the uniform off. The whole point of operating by an ethos is that it is who you are always. It's not a matter of compartmentalized convenience. There are a lot of people in this field who would rationalize their off-duty behavior with their on-duty performance. And this puts us out of integrity. It makes us untrustworthy. And isn't the goal to build trust with those in our community as well as those people that we serve with and the people that we love? Number three, love and loyalty to our comrades. Brotherhood is a big reason people want to join the ranks of the fire service. Well, a perceived sense of that brotherhood, anyway. If you've got a strong brotherhood among the men and women on your crew or in your organization, then good for you. That's how things should be. However, I know that there are a lot of us who are operating in a very toxic environment who are looking to build that brotherhood. It's one of the main reasons the Ignited Movement even exists, is to build love and loyalty within your crew. This is somewhat built into us as recruits when we go through the fire academy. We're all on a level playing field. We're being mentored and guided by those who came before us. And we're put through a series of challenging mental and physical tasks to help refine us into the firefighters that each respective organization is wanting. Now, that crucible helps build those bonds early on. The difficult part about this is when the academy ends, we all go our different ways. We go to different shifts, different trucks, and maybe even different organizations altogether. It's like starting from scratch. And this puts the task back on us to build those types of relationships again. Trust is at the heart of it. Can your crew trust you to do what needs to be done physically? Can, can they trust that you won't put them at needless risk? Can they trust that you'll do your share, if not more, of the work that needs to be done around the station? These are all questions to ask yourself so that you can shore up the areas that you need to in order to create a space for that love and loyalty to grow. I've seen crews that absolutely love each other, and I've seen crews that absolutely hate each other. It's a no-brainer as to which crew you'd like to be on, right? Number four, patience. This was my word of the year for 2019, patience. I tend to have an urgent desire to get to the point, find the crux of the problem, and fix it, and, and resolve the issue, and move on, right? And I think that can be a said problem. That can be said for a lot of us in the fire service. This type of mindset doesn't bode well when you're dealing with people who call 911 and want to tell you their whole life story about why their toe hurts at 3 a.m. Regardless, it's important. 
patience is the key, right? This has been one of the things that I struggle with most because like I said, I'm of the mindset that I want to identify the problem quickly, come up with a plan of attack, take action, then move on. Patience shows empathy and empathy shows people that you care. And isn't that what this profession is all about? Number five, self-command. There are two things that separate confidence and cockiness, ego and ability. I want to work on a crew that's confident and capable, but not cocky. I don't want to work with people who wanted the job for the sticker and the uniform so they could go get chicks. Yes, they're out there and organizations continue to hire these people, unfortunately. I want to work for a captain who can take control of a situation and mitigate it well. I don't want to work for someone who was promoted because they're the chief's son or because they look good on paper. I want to work with legitimate firefighters who are confident in their abilities only as a result of them proving themselves without boasting. What are you confident in? What abilities do you have that you could bring to the table? Are there any areas that you can improve on? How do you feel when you show up to a 911? Are you confident in your abilities or are you scrambling to quickly refresh yourself on your drug dosages? Being a professional firefighter means that you own your field and you own your abilities to perform in that field. Number six, the will to endure adversity. Our ability to adapt and overcome is definitive of our profession. We are expected to go into completely unpredictable environments and perform at peak level. Then when something disrupts us from doing that, we need to be able to mentally and physically adapt to whatever gets in our way. Now, personally, this is one of the things I love most about the job. I don't have to meet deadlines. I don't ever take work home with me. I don't have to meet quarterly numbers to keep profits up. I thrive in the idea that I'm personally responsible for my own level of mental and physical performance at any given time. It reinforces the ownership that I take for those things. The will to endure adversity relates not only to our physical and mental aspects, but our emotional resilience as well. We have a big problem when it comes to firefighter and EMS professionals committing suicide. And it all boils down to our individual ability to endure emotional adversity. If we're putting systems in place, then we become an advocate for ourselves. And in my opinion, that's the advocacy that really matters most. Think about it. Other people can't go to the gym and do the reps for you, right? Other people can't read the book and take the course for you. I mean, digitally, I guess online you can, but still that's, that's cheating. Nobody's benefiting from that. So why do we expect others to shoulder the responsibility of our personal emotional resilience? If you need to shape things up in the physical aspect, you eat right and you work out, right? If you want to improve your mental capacity, you read books and you take classes. And if you want to fortify your emotional stability, you meditate, journal, and be brave enough to identify and talk about your feelings because you aren't going to be able to navigate that minefield when you're emotionally compromised. So you should do it when you feel like the world isn't all coming at you at once. 
I'm a strong proponent of actively seeking out opportunities that would put you in adverse situations uh, that aren't normal. These situations where you have no choice but to adapt. So things like Spartan Race, where they purposefully don't share obstacles in their races online. They don't, they don't tell you what's coming next because the whole idea is that they want it to be a crucible of adaptation. Something like cold hydrotherapy, like cold plunges. Now, this is pure discomfort. The key is getting comfortable with discomfort, being able to mentally go there and go into that place. Um, High-intensity interval training is is a physical and mental gauntlet. If you don't want to quit after every round when you're doing a HIIT workout, then you're not doing a good HIIT workout. It's something that you have to force yourself to keep doing because your body's tired, your your mind wants to quit, and you have to overcome that thing. Journaling for planning and reflection is also a great thing to do. Um, we tend to do this with like significant fire and EMS scenes. We call it our after-action review or our AAR. But do this with your own life. Do this with situations that you're faced with throughout the day. If you have a conversation with your husband or wife or kids or someone at work and you have some resonating thoughts on that, write them down. Write it out. Go over it in your mind. Write it on the paper. Maybe come up with a solution of things you've learned or things that you can do differently next time to make things better. Or maybe reinitiate that conversation with that person and clear the air, clear things up. Join a Facebook group and engage in that Facebook group. Practice your communication skills. Practice your patience. Practice your ability to represent an effective way of thinking or even adopt a new one. Review these character traits and identify which ones you're strong in and which ones may need some work. It'll be different for everyone, right? Nobody's the same. However, there will be at least one that I shared that you can focus on. Choose that one and focus on growing in that area over this next week, maybe over the next month, maybe even the first quarter. I tend to select a word for the year and focus on and focus my energy on that thing. Like I said, last year uh, or in 2019, it was patience. Um, and so that's what I really focused on that year. So any instance I was put in, patience was the key. Patience was the the focus. I'd recommend even doing that yourself. Select a word, select something that speaks to you, focus on that thing. And once you become refined in that, pick a new one, switch things up. But either way, we all have things that we can improve. So just make sure that you are able to hone it in on that thing, focus on it, and work toward improving it every day. As we spend time reflecting on what drives us and what we can employ in order to make us better at our craft, the more we can effectively serve the people in our communities and each other. This is why establishing ethos is important. By operating under specific principles, we set the tone for our culture and where the fire service is headed. We often talk a big game about tradition, but what does that really mean? Are we really adhering to the ethos of those who came before us, or are we souring the values they built the fire service upon by becoming weak in our physicality and mental fortitude?
The Ignited Movement is based on continually asking ourselves the question, am I being the firefighter I would want on my crew? Then we take daily action toward becoming that person. What is your personal ethos? Contribute to the conversation by clicking the link in the show notes or visit facebook.com slash groups slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. Here, you can connect with me and firefighters from all over the world. You can gain some perspective, some new insights on what's going on with the firefighting world, and get some support by brothers and sisters who actually care about maintaining and fostering the brotherhood that the fire service should be. You can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. Engage with me and the rest of us in the group. This is a perfect way to share and obtain new ways to arm yourself with some of the strategies so you can stand firm in your principles. On Monday, January 4th, I'll be launching the Ignited Firefighter Recruit Academy Cohort 21-1. So go to ignitedff.com or click the link in the show notes to learn more and sign up. If you're not yet on the job and are looking for a way to get on the right path, join the Ignited Recruit Academy. In this six-week online program, you'll get weekly personal instruction and accountability from me, weekly assignments that will refine your mental approach and help remove your ego from the equation. You'll get strategies for interviewing. You'll get the 28-day ignition workout program that I've created that's geared toward getting you in the habit of working out and getting you ready to step into the fire academy. And you'll also get access to the private Facebook group where you can connect with others in the cohort as well as previous IRA alumni. So if you're looking to gain a career doing the best job in the world, join me in the Ignited Recruit Academy and we'll get you on the right path. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.